led by Shuya Nanahara, a terrorist group determined to destroy the Japanese regime that tried to kill them launches a crushing attack on Tokyo. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. And speaking of gifts, it's December. And what's the gift that keeps on giving? Is sequels that nobody asked for. Especially Christmas-themed ones. It's like getting socks, only it's a B-Movie. Hey, I love getting socks. You would. So, this week we're taking a look at the 2003 film Battle Royale 2. The sequel to... You guessed it, Battle Royale. So, uh, you heard what the Netflix description had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the top. Was, was there any good to be found in this movie at all? I'm sure we can find something good about this movie. Well, for me, number three, angry Asian faces. Because this movie is filmed with Asians making angry faces. And even though they're supposed to be, like, intimidating or scary or, you know, war faces or whatever... They're just, they're fucking hilarious. I don't know, I've seen countless, like, serious Japanese and Chinese movies, and when they make faces that are supposed to be scary or intimidating, it just makes me laugh. Like, I can't take it seriously. Number two. Especially when they're teenagers. Yeah. Kind of makes it even all the better. Number two. The teacher. He's just plain old insane, and I think he's the best and really only interesting character in the film. Sometimes he's waving around a knife at children, sometimes he's foaming at the mouth, and then, you know, he just decides to show up to the middle of a war zone dressed in a rugby outfit. Like, who the fuck does that? You have to be some kind of badass to do that. Number one, the action sequences and amount of violence in this movie is kind of superb. I mean, it's possibly the only reason for watching this movie. Only possibly a reason for watching this movie. Paul? Yeah. All right, number three. I like the general idea for this film. That As far as sequels go, it wasn't bad. A group of, well, a new group of Japanese students is sent to yet another island in the middle of nowhere to assassinate the protagonist from the original Battle Royale. Definitely had potential and paid homage to the original, but... You know, a premise is just a premise. Number two. I'm not entirely sure how Shuya and that random band of terrorists he grouped with um, managed to destroy millions of people given their lack of resources, manpower, and, you know, general everything. But, you know, good for them. That's quite impressive, even if there's no reasonable way they could have pulled it off. Well, to quote the movie we watched last week, they use a lot of CGI. Yeah, CGI was the real killer in this film. (laughs) And number one, this movie wasn't really great. However, like the original Battle Royale, which was great and everybody should watch it, it's still better than the Hunger Games trilogy or Tetralogy, whatever they call it. Who gives a fuck? So... On to the bottom. Number three. It takes nearly half an hour to get to the island, and 14 of the 42 students are killed off before they even get there. I mean, you know, they talk about having meaningful deaths and, like, this and that, but then they just keep getting blown up. It's nothing like the first movie where it's, like, face-to-face a fight for survival. No, they're sent into a war zone, so it's just, like, getting blown up, and, like, six of them die at a time, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, most of them were faceless characters who had no 
point in being there except for being um, killed off. They don't even have, like, the cool ceremony like they did in the first one where, like, cannon shot off and, you know, the teacher announces every hour who's dead and shit. Number two. So the big plan to fight terrorists is literally handing children guns and saying, go get them while putting all kinds of restrictions on these children, like having to have them stay in pairs or avoiding areas of the island, or else, you know, they'll blow up because of their neck collar bombs. Like, if you're sending 42 children to kill one guy, wouldn't you want all 42 of them to, like, individually be able to do it? But no, if only half of them die, guess what? The other half die automatically? Like, that makes no fucking sense. I feel like they were trying to continue the original, you know, killing off kids um, idea, but also trying to get rid of Shuya in the process, but what a terrible idea, and they, they even show later they could have just bombed the fucking island. And then number one, every part of this movie that isn't an action sequence or the teacher. Like, they, they try and give this movie a plot line, and it just ruins it. Like, this is not a movie about a storyline. Kids are on an island to kill each other so one survives and goes back to his or her life. That's it. That's the only plot you need here. But no, this movie takes it a step further and tries to give it an actual, deep, profound, meaningful story, and it falls flat on its hatchet. And what makes it worse is this movie tries to be deep, and it completely fails at it, whereas the original was deep and it was in it was all within the story like they didn't it didn't have to try and go out of its way it was all interweaven so that was definitely disappointing all right number three there were a lot of characters to keep track of so most of them ended up being expendable dying early on most of them not even getting to the um, actual island and they were reduced to little more than just casualties to add to the body count the original Battle Royale did a really amazing job of balancing its larger-than-average cast and giving most of them reason a reasonable amount of screen time. However, I found it really hard to tell most of these new kids apart from each other. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that some of them had obviously dyed blonde hair, like I, I don't think I would have like been able to distinguish most of them. They really didn't. They really didn't like stand out from the rest of them. Number two, the fighting in this movie was very straightforward, yet simultaneously a complete shit show. There wasn't any strategy or creativity going on in any of the battles like there was in the original. There was just a continuous series of running around, shooting, and dying. However, it was also chaotic that it's difficult to tell what's going on, and you'd think one character got killed, but then you'd see him later, because it turned out it was just a different character who was basically the same as that one, but, you know, isn't that one. It was it was all a complete mess. One of the other shit show reasons that they, when they got to the island, they didn't have any ammo. Like, they sent to the island without ammo. They had to get their ammo from an airdrop. So how were they supposed to fight these terrorists without giving them, like, their proper, all of their weapon stuff? Yeah, they kind of hint that they were planning on all the kids dying, but... They also wanted to get... It was just... It was ridiculous. It, it was a complete, complete shit show. And number one. So, Corey mentioned the uh, teacher, like the military guy. He was just completely crazy. But at one point, they have a really dumb twist that he... It turned out he was just a pawn of the... He was being manipulated by the Japanese government 
into his position and he ends up being a good guy and helping Shuya. And that was just stupid. Like, I I don't know what they were trying to do with this. Were they trying to say, like, oh, not all the adults are evil, which they already proved because Shuya had teamed up with other with adults during his um his, bombing his escapades. Bombing. Yeah. So I, I don't see what the payoff was of that. It's like they wanted to do more with him, but they couldn't think of it. So they're like, oh, let's make him a good guy now. Why? I don't know, but we need we need to have him have like a kind of cool death. So there you go. Here he's 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 wearing a rugby outfit in in a um, war zone. <laughs> now he's a hero apparently. Touchdown! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, I guess it's uh time to uh, give this movie an old fashioned quote war. Quote war. So we'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the best quotes. Paul, I'll let you go first. All right. Merry Christmas. A Christmas gift for this brave girl. I peed my pants. This is insane. I'm going home. We were always a team. You're no better than the adults. The path we've chosen is so perilous. Imagine the stirring sight of 42 youthful, passionate deaths. Tetsuo. Canada. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you didn't know, the last two words we said weren't from this movie. But uh, if you have a favorite quote or anything else you'd like to say about Battle Royale 2, you can leave it in the comments below. I think it's time we give this to our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a 7 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10 as well. So, Battle Royale 2, a sequel that never should have been. It's like being visited by the ghost of Christmas future when you already have a one foot in the grave. Over-encumbered by needless dialogue that is obviously supposed to be deep and riveting, but just doesn't hold up. The movie takes way too long to get to the actual battle royale and tries to lull us into a sense of kinship with half-developed characters and, I guess, what they would call a plot. The real glory of this film is the action, which unfortunately happens a lot less than it should. It does feature a lot of angry Asian faces and an interesting character in the game's teacher. But overall, the addition of a plot line to the simple concept that was Battle Royale ruins the premise altogether. Oh, and if that wasn't enough, it's needlessly a Christmas movie. In a film that has a large cast of characters, it's often difficult to make the audience care about the majority of them. In these types of movies, the majority of the cast will usually end up as cannon fodder, reduced a little more than an excuse to show lots of blood. The original Battle Royale, however, managed to do an incredible job of balancing its large cast, giving the audience a reason to care while most of them were brutally murdered. Unfortunately, I can't quite say the same about Battle Royale 2. Having roughly the same number of characters, I found it difficult to keep track of them all. It seemed like most of the kids had the same personalities, and it, if it wasn't for their different hairstyles, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell most of them apart from each other. The story is just as much of a mess as the cast. It started off in a similar manner as the original. Japanese kids sent to a remote island to kill other kids, but eventually devolved into a standard war film, where people are getting shot so often that I just didn't give a shit half the time. In the scenes where no one was actually getting killed, the characters monologue endlessly, pretending that the story actually has a, has a plot and that it's somehow deep. There is a saying called, show, don't tell, which the original did perfectly, but somehow, this one managed to completely fuck up. Overall, Battle Royale 2 lacked almost every quality that made, made its predecessor great. It wasn't unique. It wasn't fun to watch. The characters weren't interesting. The story felt derivative. 
The fighting wasn't creative at all. And much like the, how the adults felt about the kids in this film, it dishonored its ancestor. So there you have it. Avoid this film at all costs. Watch, watch the, the original. original. So, I think it's time to tell our friends how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time a mission appears on screen, take a drink. Number two, every time someone makes an angry Asian face, take a drink. Number three, whenever anyone says something they clearly think is deep and profound, take a drink. Number four, anytime people talk about adults, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's Christmas sequels month, anytime the movie lets you know it's Christmas time, take a drink. Every time someone's head explodes, take a drink. Every time a country other than Japan is mentioned, take a drink. Every time you see a Japanese student with blonde hair, take a drink. Every time somebody is declared dead at the bottom of the screen, take a drink. And there's your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebookcom bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So it's the end of week one here for Christmas sequels. Obviously, Battle Royale 2 has to be in the number one slot. For now. But you know what? Pretty soon it's going to be Garbage Day. Garbage Day. And we'll see if Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 can dethrone Battle Royale 2. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the night, Oh, see, little guy.